Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vano. Vince here. And we got a great interview today. We got Brando on the phone who has over 14 years experience in bartending. Hello. What's up, Brando? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me today. Oh, our awesome. Pleasure, Thanks man. for coming on. Let's, let's get right to it, Brando. Um, how did you start bartending? How did you get started? And uh, what places have you worked? Uh, how did I get started? Um, I just turned uh, 25, I think. I was sort of in between different jobs and... I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do in life, and I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what I want to do. Welcome to uh, the club. 14, 15 years later, or whatnot, and um, and I, I just, just one day, I just kind of looked into it. Um, I, I looked at this bartending school that was in uh in my town, where I grew up in Woodbridge, and you know, at the time it was relatively cheap, and I said, you know, I'm gonna give it a shot. What's there to lose? What's the big deal? And uh, I went there. I excelled in it. I mean, it's not really hard not to if you don't, you know, as long as you put your your mind to it and, you, and, you, and, and it's something you like to do. And I really took a liking to it. The owner liked me a lot. So my first job that I uh, was able to actually get was with him. He invited me to work with him at, uh, at a bar that he was working at. Nice. Now, I'm not a fan of country music. Uh-huh. So the first bar I started working at was a country music bar. Mm-hmm. It was down in Saraville. Uh, I think it was called the Music Box. Um, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, but, you know, I got my first taste, uh, you know, making drinks and, you know, I don't want to say high pressure volume, but, um, you know, certainly different from a classroom setting. And, uh, yeah, I, I just loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved being yelled at, whether, you know, people say, hey, there's not enough liquor in here. I was like, okay, you know. So, uh, and, you know, that's the thing, uh, mainly when people first get started. Um, is if, uh, if they're doing the right thing, but yeah, I, I didn't question myself at all. I, I knew I did well, and uh, I, I, you know, some people just have an act for it, and I, I do, and I, I love it. Nice. Whether I make fifty dollars or five hundred dollars a night, I, I love doing it. That's Obviously, great. I like yeah. make five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it, right? You just got to kind of dive in with both feet and, uh, and 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 do it, right? Absolutely, man. And you know, people don't realize that some people just kind of take it for granted, take it as a whim, or. Uh, you know, a, a stepping stone or whatever. Oh, yeah, bartending's fun and this and that, but I, I just enjoyed it, and I liked finding different venues. Not that I bounced around purposely, um, but you did ask about different places I worked at. One job that I did have was through an agency. It was a staffing agency hmm. um, based up North Jersey, and they would place you for different events and venues and whatnot, and I, I was able to experience a lot of different catering halls and I was able to see a lot of these different places have their own little tweak and, uh, and concept of, of how it should be done. It's basically done all the same. You know, they have a cocktail hour, then everywhere to break down a party, but everybody's a little different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what they offer, some places were really extravagant, just like out of this world, and, you know, some were low-key. And, obviously, some events are, you know, better than others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go with the flow and you learn, and... It, it was really fun. I even had a one time I was working with another agency. This was early on. Uh, it was through New York, and I would go out to the Hamptons oh, every shit. once in a while. Oh wow! Break that down, that, bro. That, yeah, that was a doozy because <laughs> living in Jersey, I would have to drive into Midtown five in the morning, six in the morning. Everybody gets ready, wait for everybody. Especially during the summertime, it was horrible. I remember uh, we did one party. It was a Steven Spielberg. He had a fundraiser somewhere and he didn't even wind up showing up for the thing himself but <laughs> we had to go there bus all the way out to the Hampton set everything up so I was bartending and serving because a lot of times some of these places you do both 
set everything up for hours in your tux, sweating your balls off, <laughs> right? You're out there. You're not, I mean, you know, we got paid pretty well hourly. We didn't really get tipped out by anybody um, because I guess, you know, they're paying, I think it was uh, five to $10,000 a plate. <laughs> there was like 200 people. So, you know, there was a, like I said, it was a fundraiser. So it was a good cause. When I, but then you truck all the way back and then you got to drive home. I mean, you're doing almost a 18, 20-hour day, and it didn't kind of balance out. So I only did that a few times, but um, I I did experience a lot of different venues and whatnot. And um, for the most part, I, I I liked every aspect of it. I liked them all. Some I did not like uh, for certain reason, whatever. But uh, for the most part, 90% of them, I, I love it, man. I love doing it. Yeah, I know what you mean sometimes where you there's a lot of setup and there's a lot of, you know, it seems like you're getting paid well for those couple of hours, but, you know, when you factor in the t- the time it took to get there and everything else, it's not so uh, not so great. On the other hand, you probably wouldn't have been at that party if if you hadn't been working at it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know what, Dave, you, uh, I, I want to say you kind of, uh, you get out what you put into it. Well mm. said, man. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I agree with that. How long the did training. You? I mean, you know, if you're trained and you and you and you and you want to learn about the products and the beer and the spirits and the wine, you become familiar with it. Yeah, it and makes it more it fun. It not right? only helps you talk to customers; it, it, it's a good feeling. Uh, it's like self-satisfaction. I want to say that you you learn something, right? Too, sure. and it, you know anybody can make a drink, but you know. To learn a little bit more detail about it, like why this is fermented and why this is done that way, and how why it settles and use oak barrels, and you know, to learn a little bit about that, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, so you I have to want that. it. You know. Yeah, that's a great point. Brand Brando, how long did it take you to get like comfortable behind a bar where you you kind of developed your own style? You know what? Really quickly. Wow. Really quickly. Um, I'd say within a year. And I'm not bragging, boasting, or exaggerating. I just, I, I realized early on from the bartending school, maybe because it was the fact that there were only two of us there, so the teachers paid a lot of attention, and he focused a lot, and he saw my, my personality, and, you know, I really had to, to go get him attitude. Mm-hmm. But w- when you say your own style, a lot of people do not realize that you have two friggin' hands. <laughs> to do everything. Somebody's there grabbing a bottle, pouring a bottle with one hand, grabs another bottle, then grabs a soda gun. You got two hands. You're grabbing different bottles. You're grabbing a straw when you're doing this. You're grabbing the garnish. You're grabbing a napkin. You're grabbing, okay, you're grabbing a card. You're grabbing a, you yeah. make it quicker. I'm, um, I'm intense. I'm an intense person. <laughs> I'm always on the move. Right. Um, even, I, even outside of bartending, I do triathlons. I'm, at, you know, I'm, I'm always working. I'm always doing something. So I'm always on the move. So even when I'm behind the bar, it's just in my nature. I'm always moving. I mean, no bartender wants to sit, especially when it's, when it's dead. I mean, you know, you guys know, tell me, when it's dead, that's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be moving for eight hours nonstop exactly. instead of sitting there yeah, for eight too. hours. My feet are going to be killing me, your back and this and that. And the time just drags. When it's, when it's busy, the time goes by in a flash, you know? It's yeah, funny. it's great, man. It's great. Yep. No, I agree with that. Use both hands, right? <laughs> Whenever I'm making a drink, you know, just simple drink, Jack and Coke or something, I'm po- I'm doing the the Jack and the soda at the same time, you know. Yeah, you have to, you have to, and you know, people, you know, there are people, believe it or not, people out there notice. Yeah. When you're sitting at when they're sitting at the bar, they notice oh, that guy's really moving. That guy's really doing this thing and stuff. And you don't have to go, you know, 100 miles an hour, but 
you know, it's just you get a fluid fluidity to it, and you know, it just kind of flows and it looks nice. And wow, this guy's really good at his his craft, if you want to call it that, which it is a craft. For Absolutely, people that have been doing it for a while. I mean, don't you guys agree? Oh, definitely. You speak in our language, dude. Definitely. And yeah, the, the the customer might not even realize, you know, oh, you know, he's doing two things at once or whatever. But it's just sort of this general uh, aura of professionalism that um, will always will, that'll that'll always cut through. You know, people will always notice that. I think absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, I think more people are starting to notice, especially in certain venues. You know, if you're working in a place that might have an older crowd as opposed to the young people, and it's just oh, you know, let me get LIT or you know. The, the light beers or whatever other crappy beers that they like to drink, you know, <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, something a little more sophisticated, like a, whether it's a particular martini or a type of Manhattan or old fashioned or something you know, that takes a little more time to put together. You know, they understand that. Describe You talk about using two hands. I could just imagine you rocking out with a Long, long Island iced tea. Describe that for the people, how you would make that. Like, just grab You know what, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I do it really quick and, you know what? Everybody always wants to... You can always tell the 21-year-old in your bar. Because <laughs> that's what they want to order, the LITs. You show me one person over 25 that orders an LIT, <laughs> and I'll, I'll do 100 push-ups right now. Because nobody drinks them. That's <laughs> true. It tastes horrible. And they always say, oh, oh make it strong. And I was like, it, it is strong. There's nothing... And I, I tell them, watch me pour this drink. And when they see that three quarters of this glass is full of alcohol, it's like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, exactly. So any much stronger, you know, I mean, it's, it's going quickly. Wow. you got your vodka, your gin, your rum, tequila, and your triple tech. Yeah. One hand, you got two bottles. The other hand, you got three bottles. Pick them all up, <laughs> boom. Three bottles at once, huh? Wow. <laughs> You're so right. you got five bottles all together, one pour. Make your count, you know, depending on the size of the glass. Obviously, ice the glass. Done. Put them in. <laughs> Three bottles at once. You, you're, you're highly damn. evolved. I got, highly I got evolved my gun. I got a spray of uh, sour mix. I'm grabbing the straw. I'm spraying the coke. I'm grabbing the lemon. <laughs> Throw it all in there. Twist <laughs> it up. Any, you guys know anything with sour mix? Needs a little shake. Get a little shake. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's, you know, it, that's how it is. It shouldn't take one arm. Where do people learn? Because that's the thing. Nowadays, these bartender schools, they, they just. They want a couple hundred dollars from a person for a couple weeks, and okay, there you go. It, it's a uh, what's the word? It, it's like a chop shop. Yeah. You know, they just want the money and they, and they kick them out. They spit them out. Brando, yeah. I talked yeah. I talked about this on a prior show that the the bartending school now it's like a strip club. It's that illusion where they just they give you this romance that you hey, just come to me for three weeks and I'm gonna make you the best fucking bartender, and then you you go and it's like. It takes experience, you know what I mean? Like you talked about where you went from one gig, then you, you schlepped to the Hamptons working a 20-hour, you know what I mean? Like it's not that easy. Yeah. Some people become complacent with the place that they're working at, and especially uh, different places. I mean, as opposed, when you want to compare like a, um, a chain restaurant mm -hmm. or a chain venue to like a privately owned establishment, Yeah. that's much, much different. Um, and when you get these newbies that come out of bartending school. Well, I didn't work anywhere yet, but, you know, I did go to bar. I just graduated. I'm a metrologist. And I'm not a metrologist. You're, you're a recent graduate of a bartending school. Right. <laughs> and you can teach anybody to make a drink. Right. You guys probably know where I'm going with this. Yep. You can teach, any, you can teach a monkey to make an L.I.T. Just, <laughs> okay, okay, look, 
listen, listen, Simon, grab this bottle. There you go. Beep, 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 beep. Grab the bottle. Here's a banana. Where is it? Grab that bottle. Okay, you can teach a monkey to you got to have a personality to make that carry on and to take it the extra step and to, to please people and get that customer service back. And, and, you know, you want those clients back. And there's more to it. There's more to it. And, and, and that's what's lacking nowadays, really. I mean, you know, we all know sex sells. You know, you want a pretty face behind the bar, whether it's a guy or girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's almost mandatory nowadays. You know, I, when you get older, you, you realize it, it doesn't always cut it. Right. So you, I think some places you need a mix. You need a mix. You, you need some, some. I mean, sure. If if you're if you're decent looking and you got the skills, yeah. Shit, you right. are. You know, your money. You are. It's you're, you're going to go far. Yeah. But you know, some other people got to work work harder at or whatever. And you know, again, people become complacent. They take it for granted and. There's a point that an owner is going to say, look, I'm sorry, you know, you might look good, you might do this and that, but, you know, anybody could get a crowd in here, plus we have our crowd that comes here all the time, and you just aren't making enough drinks, you're not making enough, us enough profit. Right. We need somebody, uh, we need somebody with more speed, and with then, more knowledge. I mean, you know, I, the place now, I, I train everybody that comes in, and, you know, I, I, I let them know that, you know, it's, it, we're about high volume, and you gotta you gotta work fast. And you got first thing, one of the first three things I say: you're expendable, and you got two hands. <laughs> okay, remember that. What's your uh, what's your training process like? Oh, uh, like how like how long how long does it take? And how long does it take? And you know how much training is involved? I try to do it at least within two to three different shifts because. The main things are becoming familiar with bottle placement. Right. Becoming familiar with the POS system or whatever you know, computer system you have. Yep. And then becoming familiar with the prices that we have. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to have to keep looking up, looking up, looking up the drink, looking up this. You know, just you come in when we're assessing when we're slow, keep looking over the bottle. Keep looking. Remember how I show you how the bar set up like this, how these are labeled over here, these are over here. Just. You know, uh, oh, where are those bottles? Remember, everything's alphabetized under here. So definitely at least two to three shifts because there are three different bars. Bar, when I say bars, like in, in my venue, there's uh, there's two bars upstairs and then there's one downstairs. And they're basically all set up the same, but there are a little, a few little differences because of the size. Because if, if there's a smaller bar, you can't fit as many bottles or many beers are there, whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. So yeah. um, it's just about it's just about repetition, really. You know, um, the more times you do it, the more times you become familiar, and you know, shortly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shortly, they'll hopefully get the hang of it. But it's yeah, it's a funny thing. You know, I went to this one bar to work, and uh, you know, they they wanted experienced bartenders. You know, experience. So in other words, they want you to walk in there and know exactly what to do right off the bat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an experienced bartender, but you know, I don't know where to. When I run out of cocktail stirs, where to find more? You know what I mean? Like there's training exactly. involved, you know. And your POS system is like ass backwards, and I, I got to took me forever to figure that shit out. You know what the problem was? It was so bloated. You know, there was pages and pages and pages of stuff. A lot of stuff that wasn't even on the menu anymore it was still in the POS. You know, and you're paging through. You know, beer beer was two pages. 
uh, on the POS. Wow. They're like, what the fuck, man? This, this is a, it's a clusterfuck. And you know, and they're like, we want to experience bartenders. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I know how to make drinks. I know how to deal with people, but I don't know, you know. And we were serving food too, so. That, that, oh, yeah, there was a lot even, involved with that, that you know, that's like, even, you know, oh, that's, that's they want, headache. they want the appetizer and then they, they, they have an appetizer and a dinner. And then, you know, you got to know to go into the POS and fire the entree so that they know to start making the second course and all, you know, and nobody told me that I didn't fucking know what to do, you know? So it was, uh, it was such a clusterfuck and the training was two shifts, right? With another bartender, not with the manager, not with anybody in particular, just whatever bartender happened to be there. So my first day of training was with a 22 year old girl. Um, I didn't learn much there. (laughs) And then my second day of training, it was a slow night and I didn't learn that much, you know? So the third night I'm in there on my own. I, and it was tough, dude. It was tough, you know? So that, that's there for right there. Exactly. Especially on the phone, they should say, Hey, work on this or touch on this. And I mean, you know, yeah, you have to take some initiative, but they have to be able to direct you right. in a certain manner. So you learn things at a certain, certain pace. I mean, certain things, like you said, yeah, you know how to make drinks, you know how to, you know, fill the glass for the beer, blah, 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 and whatever. But, you know, they have to, they, they have to walk you through it a little bit, whether they yeah. hold your hand a little bit or not. But, yeah. you know, especially, you know, it's a new spot you've never been to and everything's different. No, I, a lot of cases, uh, I think they just get a little desperate, and they just kind of want to throw people in there, yeah, just to save space or, or just to put a body in. And, yeah. and it, it kind of sucks for us bartenders because, you know, we'll, we'll have a busy night, and if we have eight good people that could work, they'll throw on a ninth or tenth person mm-hmm. just so they have enough to cover. Because obviously, and I understand, I understand. Believe me, I, yeah. I, I'm not beating them down, but I understand. They need to make their money, so they want to put on as many bartenders as they can, yep. so they can uh, fulfill all the needs of all the clients and make as many drinks and uh, enter in as many orders as possible. I get that, right? But you're doing that, and you're taking away from the cut of the bartenders that are working hard. Yep, we know and all about have, that. And I, I told them, you know, you give me eight good bartenders, we can handle it. Right, and we'll be happy bartenders because we're making money. Hey, Brando. I got yeah. I got three questions that I I want to like segue and I I want your input on all three. I want number one is um like what advice would you give listeners when they when they go for a job and like they if you're going to interview them you know and like what do you look for in a bartender and wh- what makes a good bartender and would you give someone a shot who's passionate about it like went to bartending school but necessary doesn't have the experience and they're honest with you up front as you know a lot of bartending schools i went to bartending school they tell you to lie to get a gig about experience but someone comes up to you up front because we have a lot of listeners that only they learn through our part podcasts and going to you know online courses would you give someone a shot if they had the passion you know what i personally would i want to say i would and i'm not being naive but they have to like i said before i touched on it real quick it's a personality aspect that an individual has to have, whether it's a guy or a girl, okay? Mm-hmm. People can make drinks. I, I had a kid come in one time, and he was just he was just really droll, and, yeah, 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 well, I went here, and, and, and just his tone and his actions, just, I knew he, wasn't, he would not be a fit for my bar, right. okay? Maybe a more of a, 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 for a restaurant type of venue, Okay, but not for a high volume place. Yeah. If there's somebody that has the drive, that has 
the personality that, that wants to learn, that has the energy. You have to have energy, too, man. I mean, you know, sometimes we, we get long shifts. I don't want to hear somebody at the end of the tent, oh, my feet hurt, my back hurts, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, I mean, I'm probably older than, I am older than everybody in, in, in my bar, and I can outlast them all. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, you have to have that drive that you have to want it. You have to want to do it. And that's how I became successful really early and got a lot of different jobs and a lot of opportunities going my way because my work, my name got out there and people, you know, were aware of what was, oh, yeah, so-and-so mentioned, yeah, you did that, you did that. So I would absolutely give somebody a shot. It's up to them, once they get on board, how long they will last. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're the new guy, you want to take that initiative. You want to ask questions. You want to, I mean, don't flood them. Don't ask the same question ten times. And, you know, be prepared. Be, be ready. You know, I, I mean, shoot, when we got, guys, when we started, what are a few things that we always had to have? You had to have your wine, your opener, a pen, and a lighter. <laughs> How we talk about that all the time. And a, <laughs> and a bottle right. opener. So, I mean, people come in, oh, I don't have an opener. What do you mean you don't have an opener? <laughs> How could you not have an opener? I don't have an opener. What do you think? And I always have an opener. I always have extra ones. Yeah. yeah. I have for me. And the bar has extra ones. But I said, how could you not have an opener? I was like, you got to go find one. <laughs> go find one. Or if you're going to be banging a, a Corona caps off the edge of the bar. You know? <laughs> That's no good. So, you know, a lot of listeners are looking for work and, you know, and what we preach to them is exactly, dude, you're speaking our language. I mean, I know you're new to the show, but if everything that you're talking about, we talk about. We talk about personality. We talk about going to a, like, does a fucking carpenter go to a gig without a hammer? You know, you got, if you're going to go to a bar, if you're going to go to work, bring a bottle opener, wine key, matches, Ben. But, you know, what you, you t- we talk about all the time, personality, work ethic, attitude, you got to want yeah. it. And, you know, hopefully they meet a cat like you when they're walking into a gig and, like, you see it in their eye. Like, they they got personality and they got that fucking hunger where they just want to rock it out. But, dude, I could hear in your voice, man, how passionate you are about bartending. What kept you motivated and, and like, relevant for 14 years? I mean, that's, that's impressive, man. Well, money's always a good motivation. <laughs> I mean, you know, I won't lie about that. But when you find... When you find something that you like to do, and you're good at it, and you can make money doing it, I mean, it's a win-win-win situation, really. It's just finding the right venue, the right place that you get along with them, they get along with you, and, and, and and everything's cool. And my yearning to learn more. I want to know about this. I want to know about the business. I'm sure all the listeners, and even... Probably half of the population of the world at one point in their life said to themselves, I would like to own a bar. Yeah, right. I would like to open up. I would like to own this. I would. And, you know, it's it's certainly viable. It's, it's, I mean, you know, anybody can, almost anybody can do it. You just have to want it and you have to want to take the right steps. So, you know, in this time, uh, time of my life, you know, that's something that is in my future. I, I like to, I like to, uh, look more into it. Um, there's, there's a lot more involved than just saying, hey, I want to get it and coming up with some money. I mean, I mean, there's really quite a bit involved. I, I, I've yeah. been learning. Yeah. I've been uh, managing. But um, I think one thing I, I, I want to do, and I'm actually working on that now, is I might look to open up my own bartending school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's not going to be big, extravagant, you know, do t- t- you know uh, have 10 uh, students at a time. It'll be more 
decentralized and low key and, and more focused, you know, maybe two to four at a time. Because I, I really want to get back to the aspect of, of people bartending the correct way, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It, yeah. You know, like if anybody can make drinks, but, you know, to do it properly and, and, and especially in today's day and age, people are just losing focus. I mean, the phone's behind the bar and the text thing on the phone and it just, even when oh, yeah. it's busy and somebody's texting, I'm like, Jesus, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. We have, and then they're talking to their friends, there's time for everything. There's time to text, there's time to talk to your friends. Right now it's time to make money, so let's get busy. Start kicking some ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and and I, I just, I really feel that I can give back to uh, our community of bartenders and and, and, and and bring to light a couple of things that have been lost in translation in the last, uh, the last decade or so. Brando, check, I mean, listen, we got to wrap this up, but what, what you're speaking, bro, literally is what we talk about, man. It's, it's, we, we, we talked on the phone, man. We, we are definitely cut from the same, same cloth, but uh, tremendous, and I definitely see you being back on the show. Before we wrap up, let me just ask you, Brando, how do you deal with cutting people off? It, it, it's, it's really not hard. Um, somebody, that's where personality aspect uh, comes into play again. I don't care how big of a tipper they are, if they're my friends. They've had enough, they've had enough. Because one of the worst things I hate in the world, outside of bartending, in the world, is vomit. And hence, I'm a bartender, and it comes with the territory. If somebody chews on my bar, man, it is the worst. It is. So I definitely make sure that that doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first thing. <laughs> that's a good so, motivator. Uh, people are cut off by that. But, you know, I, I just, sometimes... You're, you might be the one giving the drinks to the to the person, or it might be another bartender. Then they stumble down over to your bar. I just, you know, my point to initially say, "Hey, buddy, you know, you can order another one, even if you want one." Then if they give me some lip, at the bounce, you know, can you escort this guy out of here, please? You know, because at that point, it's, it's out of my hands. You know, right. it's not my job. My job is to serve. And you know, if I have people off, I cut this guy off or this girl off or whatever it may be. Oh, I come here all the time. I said, I understand you come here all the time, but right now you had it. You just have to be direct. Don't beat around the bush, mm-hmm. okay? Be direct. Be like, look, man, I'll call you a cab, whatever you want. I, you know, get cut off. And, you know, they can't be at the bar because then they're taking space. They're being sloppy, this and that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes get vulgar. They might fall. You know, get them down. Let them sit down somewhere on a seat, somewhere close in case they do tip over. I mean, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, you just have to, you have to nip it in the bud quick. Don't let it drag out. Don't let it linger. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Good advice. And it's all those people that are drinking those LITs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got you got anything you want to plug, man? No, not really, man. I, you know, just um, just keep listening to Bartender Journey. These guys are fantastic. I've certainly listened to their shows uh, a lot. Um, get out there, start start drinking a lot of drinking some Jersey beers. Jersey's coming out mm-hmm. with a, with a lot of good breweries, and uh, um, you know, I just, I love what I do. I'm sure you guys love what you do, whether yeah. it's talking on, on the show it, or, and, it, or you know, getting behind a bar. You know, I just want to thank you guys really for having me. I appreciate it. Call me anytime. Let's get together. Oh, we appreciate and, that. Uh, yeah, man. And, uh, uh, yeah, once you get that bartending warm, school you know? going, you can come back on the show and uh, plug that. Absolutely. That'd be great. Awesome, man. All Let's, right there, Brando, we appreciate man. It. Thank you, sir. Very good. Thank you, guys. Take care and have a good one. All right, you brother. Too, Later, man. man. Cheers. 
Dude, that was a uh, excellent interview with uh, Brando. Excellent, dude. It's it's he's in. He parks his car in the same garage as us, man. Yeah, he talks what he about talked same about. Kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, yeah. uh huh. And he knows his shit, man. He's this, dude, this is an experienced dude. Fucking lit, fucking three <laughs> bottles in one hand, two in the other. <laughs> that's 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 dude. beyond me, man. That's highly, I gotta tell you, highly this evolved. Is, this is and this is keeping real. Like I use one bottle in one hand, another <laughs> bottle in the other. I mean, it's just amazing. Like that shit humbles me. Like yeah, it's like wow. Learned, uh, yeah, I never learned the two two bottles in one hand thing <laughs> oh bro i mean that's fucking that's money it's but i just, like the lit I, I do like making that with it i'll grab two bottles two bottles of this two bottles of that yeah. one of this soda gun boom boom and you know i'm just like, i can do it quick but uh, you know not i make two it like i'm driving one. a cadillac i cruise i go two hands <laughs> boom boom and then boom <laughs> what's that song do 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 anyway yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah that guy's living the life every day man and the uh he knows his shit so that's that was that was a good interview you lined up there ah oh, man excellent man excellent man all right well we vegas think- bound my man the bartending <laughs> nightclub convention thing in march i'm uh that's on my fucking radar man yeah yeah we're looking forward to i of course i did it last year i went to the nightclub and bar show in vegas um that's in March, and uh, anybody out there who's uh, interested on the fence, you should try to make it to that because it's a great, great event. There's so many classes that you um, you can learn so much and uh, be exposed to a lot of new people, a lot of new products, and uh, it's a great thing. And we're we're doing our best to get out there. If, you, if you're gonna go, um, let us know, and maybe we'll meet up for a, a drink. That'd be cool. There's lots of uh, drinking involved in this event, by the that's way. It, man. If you didn't, <laughs> but uh, there's parties, there's there's happy hour parties, nightclub parties, and uh, it's nonstop. But uh, yeah, if you're going, let us know. Uh, you can get a hold of me at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeep tips. You can get a hold of me, Vano, at Twitter at Vance Vano, and you can reach me through email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And our website is bartenderjourney.weebly.com. And you can find some show notes there. You can listen to the show there. but um, And you can find the link to iTunes. Uh, so actually, best thing, if, if you're on iOS, find us on the iTunes store, whether you just search for Bartender Journey on the iTunes store or go to that website. There's a link to it. And um, subscribe. Subscribe to the show so this way it gets downloaded to your phone or whatever every every week. And uh, that would help us out. And uh, on the subject of helping us out, um, on our website you can find our Tip Cup page where you can help support the show and uh, keep it going. We've been doing this a little over a year now. We want to keep going uh, another year. So, uh, But we could use your support to make that happen. So uh, whatever tip you'd like to leave, we'd appreciate it. All right. We will see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. Take care. Cheers.